It's a, a real delight to uh, be back with you again this last, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate all your, your notes and cards and uh, prayers especially. Uh, it's been amazing to be on the receiving end of the love of the body of Christ uh, for the last week or so. Uh, some of you may not have heard uh, about a week ago on a Tuesday night, um, I lost sight in my left eye. Uh, that happens with diabetics. Sometimes uh, their eyes give way to um, blood uh, vessels bursting, and I've been a diabetic for 28 years now. And uh, uh, I'd never experienced anything like this before, though. Uh, it's kind of frightening uh, to see your sight disappearing uh, in just seconds in time. So... Um, Right now in my left eye, uh, though the doctors tell me, as of this last week, didn't know this Sunday, but of this last week, that it ought to clear up with their treatment over about two to three months' time, so you can continue to pray that uh, it will be restored, uh, the sight in my left eye, but for now, it's either uh, blurred out or blocked out by the blood that bled into the center of my eye, so um, strange circumstance for me. Uh, if I close my left eye, I can see pretty well with my right eye. But when I open the eye that's been affected, all the huge car-sized floaters in that eye are just kind of swirling around. So um, you might see me do this several times. And guys, I'm not winking at your wife if that's what's going on. Cheryl kind of likes it, I think, actually. But... Uh, uh, but I'm learning to, to cope with this for this season and to trust God through it all. And uh, what he's begun, he shall complete. Amen? Amen? I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in me shall complete it uh, until that day that I see him face to face. And I have not only brand new eyes, but a brand new body. And diabetes is just a thing of the past, a distant memory. Uh, that's the trust all of us have. We're already healed in Jesus Christ. It's just a matter of the timing. If it breaks in on this side of glory or if we wait for it ultimately. He's got this. He's got this. And I, I'm just so thankful uh, to have that confidence and to have that hope. It makes all the little... Uh, um, troublesome things of learning to do life this way and part of that's these these glasses so I, I'll have to put these on to to read a little bit even with the contacts this morning but um, what a wonderful thing it is to have a father like we have uh, Paul said you might have many tutors but you only have one spiritual father and he was speaking of himself of course to those that he was talking to and, that, and that's true but, but we all have a father. Thanks to the adoptive heart of our Heavenly Father. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that God, even with his own son, gave him an adoptive father? That's just amazing to me. I love the old country song. I hope to be half the dad that you didn't have to be. Have you heard that lyric before? A father had adopted him and 
Someday I hope to be at least half the dad that you didn't have to be. It's one thing when fatherhood chooses you. <laughs> That's a pretty big blessing you've got right there, right? And most of us don't know it until, until we have a child of our own, and fatherhood chooses us. And most of us, if you're like me in that moment, it was like, oh my gosh, really? Can I pull this off? But it's another thing entirely when you choose to father, right? I was uh, hitching a ride with the boys' basketball coach to one of their summer league games this last week. He, he was driving, and we were conversing, and I, I didn't realize for all of the mentoring that this man has done in my boy's life, and I, I don't know if anybody in the whole planet I would rather have to be my boy's basketball coach than Kerwin Dees. He teaches them so much more than basketball. He teaches them character. He teaches them to rely on Christ. He teaches them all the ways that he's learned to do that as a man in his own life. And there's something about manhood that expresses itself in its fullness, I think, through fatherhood. And, and for the kind of guy that he is, I was almost shocked to learn that he grew up without a father. He, he was a son in a single mom home. And all his life, God seemed to place people in his life that were not his father, but who chose to father him. He said, Chris, you know, every Father's Day and every time Lloyd Jones, I think was his name, at his birthday, he said, I don't have a father to call, but I always call him. And I thank him for being my basketball coach. And more than that, I thank him for being my mentor in life. He, he saw something in me, and he believed in me, and he chose to invest in me, and I've become something that I wouldn't have become without his fathering of me. And so every Father's Day, I call Lloyd, and I thank him for what he invested in my life. And he said, and then I remind him. I remind him of the legacy of that investment of the boys that I'm now mentoring, of those that I've mentored through the years as their basketball coach and as their spiritual mentor. And that all started with him. Had he not fathered me, I wouldn't have known to, to father them. And he says, you know, I hope I'm calling you. I tell you this every time I call you. I hope you don't get tired of it. You think Lloyd-Jones ever gets tired of hearing that? Fatherhood is such a beautiful thing, not just when it chooses us, but especially when we choose it, when we see something in somebody else and we notice it and we encourage it and we nurture it and we invest in their lives. When we love like that, we love like God. His spirit cries out to ours. We are no longer slaves, but we are the children of God. Our spirit's crying out, Abba, Daddy. And not just adopted children, but heirs. Heirs of God. Heirs with Christ. This day, you have an incredible, loving, heavenly Father. Happy Father's Day. Welcome to his table of grace.